With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the WAM studio on the campus of Florida AM University, this is Mary Forum Radio, a weekly conversation on the education and research of medical marijuana being conducted at FAMU. Hi, I'm Heidi Otway, your host for this Conversations on Cannabis virtual forum brought to you by the Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative at Florida A&M University. In this conversation, we're talking about the pros and cons of using cannabis as a treatment for mental health issues, especially during the holiday season. So let's talk and learn about this subject with our panel of experts. We have Dr. Delvina Thomas, a board certified psychiatrist and neurologist who's gained national recognition as a mental health expert. She has her own private practice in South Florida and is qualified to recommend CBD products and medical cannabis. Dr. Delvina, welcome to the forum. Tell us more about yourself. Thank you so very much. I am happy to be here. Um, I'm also a mother of a black male. My son is 26 years old, and that really is my primary duty in life. Everything else is secondary and tertiary, such as also being a lieutenant colonel in the Army Reserve. I joined the military after I graduated medical school in 2003. I've been on three combat tours, including Iraq and Afghanistan, and I love to play golf and I love to travel. That's my therapy. Well, thank you for your service. I'm looking forward to talking more with you on this conversation on cannabis. Our next panelist is Dr. Alexis J. Hillman, a doctor of osteopathic medicine who has also served in the military, owned a private practice, and is now a certifying physician for medical marijuana in North Florida. Dr. Hillman, welcome to the forum. Tell us more about yourself. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Um, so I, Oh gosh, where do I start? So I actually joined the military through ROTC. I did ROTC in college, got my uh, commission as a lieutenant, and then they gave me an educational delay to go to medical school. And then I you know, uh, joined active duty. Um, I served in Korea. I did time at Fort Benning, Georgia. Um, I did training all around the country. So I've kind of bounced around the past 15, 20 years a lot before finally settling in Northwest Florida. Um, I love this area. It's great. It's just big enough. You don't know everybody, but it's just small enough that, you know, you know, most people, um, you know, and I've really been able to get more into what really interests me, which is grief and end of life issues. So mm -hmm. I've really, really enjoyed the past five years, especially. All right. Well, thank you also for your service. It's good to have both of you both on the show. To everyone joining us in this live forum, please share, post, and tag a friend on Facebook to have them join this conversation. If you're on YouTube, share the link so others can join as well. During the forum, we want you to send us your questions in the comment box, and we'll do our best to have the guests answer them. We also want you to tell us what you think about this forum by completing the survey that will be posted in the comments on YouTube and Facebook after the live program. Your name will be entered into a drawing on December 29th, 2022 to win a $100 gift card provided by one of Mary's partners. Now let's start this conversation on cannabis. Dr. Delvina and Dr. Hillman, let's set the stage here. 
what are some of the most common types of mental health disorders that people experience, especially during the holidays? For me, sure. For me, I find that, um, pardon me, that people, um, they're missing their loved ones. So during the holidays, we seem to reminisce a lot. We go backward in our brains. We recall things from the past. And um, we're just coming out of a pandemic. Uh, of course, we have coronavirus 19. And so some people have had some significant losses. So this is going to complicate the holidays for a significant amount of people here in America and really across the world because it was a worldwide pandemic. Um, and so we know that people are missing their loved ones. They're missing uh, being together, they're missing the routine they may have created. And for some people, it may trigger things like anxiety or nervousness or even uh, cause an exacerbation of, for people who have PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, it may exacerbate that condition as well because of thinking of certain things from the past. And again, missing that person and wanting to be with that person. So um, the holidays are a time when people seem, and it's the end of the year too, right? Christmas and uh, uh, Kwanzaa and Hanukkah and these things are in December. So it's the end of the year and people start to, to do like their year in review. And sometimes they're happy with what they've accomplished throughout the year and other times they aren't. So those are some of the things that people may encounter. Dr. Hillman. Absolutely. I second everything Dr. Thomas just said, but adding to it, especially emphasizing the anxiety. Um, a lot of what I encounter is anxiety, especially, you know, coming out of a pandemic and, you know, we're seeing the rise of COVID cases as well as flu and RSV. So people are getting anxious again. I don't think anyone would disagree with the fact that the past six years have been very divisive politically. So you know, not only are we able to get together with family, but we're getting together with family that maybe we have political differences with. Or, um, you know, if you come out as LGBTQ or you have differences of opinion regarding uh, violence against the black community or minority communities, mm -hmm. you're anxious about facing those people with whom you have those differences. You know, so I have had to have conversations with patients about, well, how are you going to handle going into these situations. And, yeah. uh, how do you really balance, okay, well, I want to be with these people, but I also don't want to have a fight. Yeah, yeah. So is it normal to feel sad or overwhelmed during the holidays? Absolutely. It is an expected emotional reaction or response. That's absolutely, and it's very common. And, um, you know, I was mentioning to one of my colleagues that maybe we should get away from this commercialized holiday stuff, commercialized routine, because I think it's the commercialization of the holiday that makes people feel overwhelmed and stressed, right? Because um, these companies are pushing products in your faces. They're telling you to get the new product. They're telling you to buy things for your family members for Christmas. Um, people have made Christmas about gift giving. It's okay to give gifts, but I posted the other day on my social media that giving gifts is, you know, and going broke while doing it is played out. You don't have to do that anymore. You can make your gifts. You can give a, a gift from the heart. That might be something that, you know, costs a dollar or two dollars. It's the thought behind the gift and how creative you can be, not how much money you spend. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I find that the financial burdens are the things that trigger that emotional cycle of frustration and despair. So folks, you know, unless they're little kids and, you know, you're doing the Santa thing to make it fun for your children, 
for grown adults, don't go all out and go broke because you're trying to get gifts for everybody. You're buying Mercedes Benzes <laughs> and all these things. Wow. You don't want to. <laughs> no, it's true. I've seen, I've seen recent posts where yeah. people are buying these very high end products for yeah, families. They get yeah. extravagant with it. So, mm -hmm. and, I, and I just want to interject something really quickly that is probably also influencing people during the holidays. Yesterday, we learned that someone who was all over TV and social media, just looking happy and just filled with joy and, you know, a phenomenal dancer and DJ. We learned that he took his life yesterday. And I, and I saw last night that in the black community that has been um, just, it's just been devastating for people who don't even know, who don't even know this young man. So um, now we have an extra burden to, to deal with other than all the other things we were trying to manage. Yeah. And I think that's a great segue into the next question that I have is, you know, what are the warning signs that someone may have a serious mental health disorder and, and when should they seek help? Dr. Hillman, you want to take that? Sure. So part of it depends on what kind of disorder we're talking about. Um, mm -hmm. But as a general rule, if you find that they are maybe ditching plans or canceling plans a lot more frequently, if they are, especially when we're talking about suicide, if they are starting to give away belongings that you know are very precious to them, mm -hmm. um, or if they are starting to talk about, you know, if I die, if I'm no longer here, you know, they start to seem kind of fixated on this idea, you may want to go ahead and just check in with them. Mm -hmm. You know, any behavior really outside of the ordinary, um, for instance, if they were the social butterfly of the group and now they're, well, I can't do this, I can't do this, sorry, I, you know, I can't make coffee, you probably definitely want to check in on them. Hey, you know, what's going on? Is there anything I can do? Is there anything you want to talk about? Um, you know, if you find them acting maybe more aggressively, um, anxiety, Anxiety sometimes can manifest as anger. So if they seem angrier, um, sometimes that's a clue that, okay, maybe something's going on that mm -hmm. I need to either check in with them or maybe refer them to somebody. Mm -hmm. Dr. Thomas. Um, I would like to approach the question from two different perspectives, the perspective of people being on the outside looking in. So you may see that simply there's a change in routine. So the gentleman that I referenced, he left his car in the driveway for a day and his wife said that's something he's never, ever done. And the next day when she reported it to, to the police, they found him in the hotel. So be aware when your loved one changes their routine, that might be a sign of something. So people say that, oh, we can overreact, but I, I tell them there's no overreaction when you're trying to be safe and you're being cautious. You need to overreact. Show people I'm overreacting because I care, I love you. Now, being the person who's afflicted or who's going through the situation, you may notice things like you can't sleep, you can't fall asleep, you can't stay asleep throughout the night because the most common uh, uh, factors that affect our sleep are sadness, anxiety, and stress. So oftentimes people will be affected first because their sleep hygiene changes. When your sleep hygiene changes, that means it affects you mentally. You may not be cognitively clean the next day. You may not be able to make decisions like you once could make before your sleep habits change. You may not be able to concentrate as well. You may be irritable. Your sadness may actually uh, worsen because you're not getting sleep. So it can affect your sleep hygiene and also affect things like appetite. You might overeat. You may not be eating much at all. Um, and of course, we know the sadness, the crying. Also, what people don't think about most often is how it affects us in our intimate or our personal lives. It can reduce your uh, your passion, 
your passion for intimacy. Um, and that goes along with what Dr. Himmel was saying and people not wanting to do things for fun that they once did before. So um, intimacy and, and uh, spending time with other people can be a part of that. Yeah. So as we kind of transition into how does cannabis use play into folks, you know, who may be experiencing mental health disorders, let's kind of talk about the cannabinoid system, which is how, how we learned about how uh, cannabis impacts the body. So can you talk about the cannabinoid system and how it um, what its role is in a person's mental health? Sure. Um, so the endocannabinoid system is a, a rather complicated system because it, it does a lot of things, but it's pretty much to break it down simply. We know that in, I believe it was the early 1990s, they found receptors mm -hmm. and these receptors uh, corresponded to cannabinoids. And the reason why it's called endocannabinoid is because it's endogenous, it's in our system. Mm -hmm. So it's naturally occurring. So if you have receptors, then that means you also have chemicals because the, the receptors, I tell my patient, we have receptors in our brains and these receptors are like doors. Um, it's like the door you go to to get inside your house. So you go up to the door, that's the receptor, and you are the chemical. You're knocking on that door and you're trying to get into whatever area you're trying to affect. So we have these receptors and then we have the chemical and, and that's pretty much what the endocannabinoid system is. It's just a way of regulating our system, but it regulates so many things within our bodies. Um, it's similar to some other uh, uh, systems that we have, but we know that the ECS, calling it for short, has everything to do with things like learning and memory, how we process our emotions, temperature regulation, sleep, immune responses, eating, all of those things. Mm -hmm. Dr. Hillman, did you want to add anything to that? The only thing I would add is, um, you know, we think especially in today's conversation is especially about mental health, but there are ECS receptors throughout the body, including the gut, which is where you get into, well, how do edibles work? And, you know, why do they work for Crohn's disease and IBS and all these other things? Because mm -hmm. you do have receptors in these other organs, in these other parts of your body. So it's not just all in your head. You know, it's in your chest, it's in your stomach, it's in your peripheral muscles and your peripheral nerves. It's literally throughout your body. That's why it can work for so many different conditions. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about that. You know, what are the benefits of using medical cannabis um, as a mental health treatment? So I mentioned PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder earlier, and Dr. Hillman and I both are veterans. We know that PTSD uh, rates are high amongst veterans, especially because we were at war for so long in Afghanistan and Iraq and during Desert Storm. Um, and, you know, and even our Vietnam veterans suffer from PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And there's no one specific treatment. There's no one pharmacological agent or medication that has been deemed the gold standard treatment of PTSD because PTSD is just a combination of so many different um, symptoms. So for me as a psychiatrist, as a veteran, as a person in the military and having patients who are very similar to me, a lot of folks present who have PTSD. Now, don't get me wrong, uh, folks can develop PTSD from other situations and you can develop PTSD vicariously just from seeing things on television and hearing about traumatic things. 9-11 is a good example. All of us who watch 9-11 unfold and take place, a lot of folks develop PTSD uh, from that situation. So um, medicinal cannabis has proven effective in treating PTSD, um, a very specific type of anxiety. We classify it as an anxiety disorder. It's very specific. 
uh, patients do well with uh, medicinal cannabis and treating their PTSD. That's, that's one thing it's been effective with. Yeah. Dr. Hillman. Oh, I think Dr. Thomas's answer was so perfect. I love it. I right, can't improve so, on that. Okay. So what <laughs> so is PTSD one of the qualifying conditions in Florida? So that's, yeah. so that's for those who are listening, you know, we always recommend that you go to the Florida department of health office of medical marijuana use to learn about the qualifying conditions for mm -hmm. medical cannabis in Florida and also how to get a medical marijuana treatment card legally in the state of Florida. So let's switch to what are some of the risks of using medical cannabis as a mental health treatment? Dr. Yeah. Tom, Hillman, you wanna take that, Dr. Hillman? Oh, sure. So some of the risks, you know, when people say marijuana, they usually, there's this idea that it's just one strain or it's just one plant, but there are so many different strains that do many different things. And when they say medical marijuana, they usually think, oh, THC. But it's not just THC that affects changes in the body or causes symptom relief or aggravation. There are terpenes. So things like beta-caryophylline and myrcene and humulene, all of these have different effects. And that's why, you know, if you take nine-pound hammer, for a lot of people, it might make them sleep, you know, but if you take, say, pineapple upside down cake or a uh, wedding cake, it's going to have different effects. And each of those effects are going to have different effects, even between people. So when we talk about bad side effects, say, for instance, you have anxiety, there are certain strains that can make anxiety worse. You know, people think about the paranoia but it's not just paranoia. It can be people who are very sensitive to sensations within their body and what's going on with their bodies. Certain strains, specifically sativas, can accentuate that sensation and it can actually provoke panic attacks in certain people. If you get into different types of products, concentrates especially, products that are going to have high levels of THC, so concentrates, distillates, RSO, wax shatter, all the things that are high in THC, mm -hmm. those can be very hard to dose. So if you get the dose wrong, same thing. You can provoke a panic attack or you can sleep for hours. You know, you can really affect your functioning. So it's very important that when you are going into a dispensary or you are talking to someone about what strain should I use, you should be very clear with your doctor or whoever's coaching you. I have these conditions. These are side effects I do not want. And you need to do your research before you go into the dispensary because, you know, God love the dispensary workers. Many of them, this is their passion in life. They love their jobs. You know, they go above and beyond in trying to learn but not all of them do, or they get bad information. And you mm -hmm. want to make sure that you know what you're getting and you know what you're using so that you are avoiding these side effects. You want to know what you're putting in your body. Mm -hmm. Dr. Thomas. Yeah, I'll just add the physical side effects because sometimes we can um, cause issues for ourselves. So folks who have asthma or COPD, which are um, breathing diseases, you shouldn't be smoking cannabis because it can worsen or exacerbate that. It can also elevate blood pressure and elevate heart rate. Uh, we know that they've done some studies which show that cannabis can interfere with fertility for men and for women. It can reduce sperm count 
count for men and can also suppress ovulation in women. So there are some very specific things folks have to be uh, cognizant of before they make a decision to um, to engage and, and to use. And that's why uh, the state of Florida is so specific about who can certify someone. You have to go to someone who's trained in certifications and also a medical doctor who's mm -hmm. going to work you up and assess you and get your history and ask you several questions. So that way, if you need to be aware or warned of these risks, they can tell you, hey, you have asthma. I don't think you're a good cannabis or excuse me, candidate for smokable cannabis, but perhaps another form would be better for you. Yeah, I think what both of you all said sets up uh, a question. So before the show, we always ask people to send in questions. So this one came from, from Katrina, who said, does the blend or type of cannabis, as well as the routes of administration, impact the efficacy in the treatment of depression or anxiety? She's, I'm sorry, she's asking if the different strains Does can the impact. the blend or type of cannabis, as well as the routes of administration, impact the efficacy in the treatment of depression or anxiety? Okay. Absolutely. Um, so there's something called first pass effect. When you're swallowing medications or um, liquid or anything that you take by mouth, has to go through first pass effect. That means you have to digest it. It has to go through your stomach. You have to break it down. And then whatever active chemicals are remaining, those things go out to the blood. So it can take longer and also it can lose its efficacy at times when things are going through first pass effect. Whereas when you're uh, smoking something, you get the direct effects from what you're smoking. Or if you're taking something sublingual that's going under the tongue, it goes directly into the blood. So the mode of, um, of administration, it can matter. So if someone says, hey, I'm, I, I use the edibles and I, I, I don't think my anxiety is responding to that, then it may be appropriate to have them try a different form. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dr. Yoma, did you want to add on to that? Absolutely. Um, you know, everything Dr. Thomas said about the first pass effect is absolutely spot on. You know, keep in mind also that it's going to be affected. The onset of action, the duration of action, the efficacy is going to be affected by what you've eaten. How long has it been since you ate? You know, what have you been drinking? Have you taken any alcohol, you know, around that time, which by the way, you shouldn't be doing, you know, you should, you should not be combining alcohol with marijuana. Please don't do that. Um, you know, it can also be affected by medications you're taking because different medications can either slow down or hasten gastric emptying. So that then has an effect on how much the edible is actually broken down, you know, versus what's going to just end up going right through you. You know, part mm -hmm. of it's going to depend on how does your stomach work? If you have IBSD, for instance, where food just goes right through you, if you've had get bariatric surgery in the past, especially like Rue and Y type procedures where they, you know, are literally taking out part of your intestine and you end up with a dumping syndrome, edibles might not be a good option for you because it's going to go right through you. It won't get broken down and nothing's going to get absorbed. 
you know, even in the absence of some of these, I have had patients who, if they take edibles, it just doesn't work for them for whatever reason. It just doesn't work. So obviously that's a long way of saying if the medicine isn't getting absorbed for whatever reason, or it's getting absorbed too much, you're going to have different effects. And that's not even getting into all the different strains. Like I said, there are hundreds, if not thousands of different strains. All of them have different terpene combinations. All of them have different concentrations of different terpenes. They're all going to do different things. Yeah. So even if say Dr. Delvina and I both tried the strain blue dream, it's a very versatile strain. It's great for a wide range of things. It may make me sleepy, but it might make Dr. Thomas just calm or it may relieve her pain, but do nothing for anxiety. Mm -hmm. It really, it's so very person dependent. Yeah. So Dr. Delvina and Dr. Hillman, I want to thank you for being our guests on this Conversations on Cannabis Virtual Forum, brought to you by the Medical Marijuana Research and Education Initiative at Florida A&M University. Thank you to everyone who's watching this program. Tell us what you think about this forum by completing the survey that will be posted in the comment boxes on YouTube and Facebook after this live program. If you complete the survey, your name will be entered into a drawing on December 29th, 2022 to win a $100 gift card provided by one of Mary's partners. We also want to encourage you to go to the Florida Department of Health Office of Medical Marijuana Use website to learn how to obtain a legal medical marijuana card in the state of Florida. And we also encourage you to go to Florida Anim University's Mary website to learn about this initiative as educational programs and additional information about cannabis use in Florida. Thanks everybody. The views and opinions of our invited guests are not necessarily the views and opinions of Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University or the Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.